I'm Carolyn, and I'm a Madeline slash Renata. I'm Teresa, and I'm a Jane slash Bonnie, and we're here to help you cope with a world where there are no more new episodes of Big Little Lies. In this episode of the podcast, we're going to answer questions from our listeners and from fans of the HBO show in general. Um, And we're going to start with a question from our number one fan and Instagram follower, Vero102083. Um, She wants to know, how did you guys come up with the idea to do a podcast for Big Little Lies and what made you want to do it in the first place? I feel like I have to answer this. I think you do. Um, Yeah. Teresa's our leader. Well, this started, it started, so when the first season, so we all know each other from doing a radio show here. We all live in Connecticut, and um, we are sometimes guests on the Colin McEnroe show, and that's how we all met. And when um, the first season of Big Little Lies was on, Carolyn and I were both watching it, and... We started watching it together because I wanted to force my theories on someone, <laughs> and, and she she was the only person I knew who was watching it, and um, and then we made Colin do a show about it, and so then when we heard that season two was coming back, we started reaching out to the other women that we do the radio show with to see if any of them el- anyone else was watching and if they wanted to watch with us, and Rebecca was on board. Everybody else told us to go screw ourselves, yeah. basically. Like, that's such low trash. Like, yeah. you guys are definitely the trashiest nose panelists. We're like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. We're leaning in. They're jealous now. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on um, you guys. Um, and then, so we just did it. And Carolyn and I had tried to make a podcast before about... Um, this person who goes around her Poop. neighborhood pooping on cars. There's yeah. a pooper in my neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, it was a niche podcast. Yeah, and so we started to do a podcast. Uh, it was that, our it was our spin on a true crime podcast. Right, yeah. because it, it was, was a serial crime. Connecticut. Yeah. yeah, and uh, actually, so it was the serial of this one specific street in Hartford. Right, <laughs> but people are crazy for it. So yeah, we like talked about doing a podcast where we would investigate the pooper and pooping in general like public pooping um because it's a thing people don't don't forget it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. if you don't know that that's a thing google it we spent a lot of time googling poop so really this podcast was like a step up for us like Mm -hmm. we we were not in shit anymore which was nice yeah yeah and we kind of got lost in that podcast because we had no idea how to end it because there was no solution like it wasn't we weren't going to solve the crime yeah Yeah. we We, were not going to catch the pooper the pooper is still at large every so often like somebody finds poop on their car mm -hmm. in the morning but if there's a public outcry from you maybe we could be convinced to release our the shitty episodes we've already created in this feed (laughs) it's pretty bad oh there's an outcry just for me yeah So then Beverly from Facebook wants to know if all the carbs Madeline was eating in the first few episodes of season two are the reason that she can't fit into her wedding dress. If you remember correctly, she was eating like cupcakes. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I did feel like this season... Like she didn't look any bigger. Like no. Reese Witherspoon looks great, yeah, I but they're trying to like make her. I feel like they were like implying that she was like dealing stress with some eating. stress, with some stress eating. Um, 
Which is Let cute. Let the woman live. Yeah. And I mean, she did eat the ice cream cone, right? In canon, she didn't throw it at she uh, didn't throw it at Mary Louise. Yeah. So um, she, they did carry she slammed that back bread that ice cream. Mm-hmm. She ate all those cupcakes. Um, we should be talking. We're day drinking and eating cheese, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, decadently crisp. Which is a hilarious name, and I'm not even sure what it means, yeah, but I'm I'm on board. On my list of yeah. favorite handles. I think we should do a rank at the end. Okay. Handles. Yeah. Crisp is definitely a contender. Um, want to know at what point do you think season two went off the rails, and how do you think the writers could have avoided this derailment? I mean, not pulling any punches here. No. Definitely crisp. I like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think that. If the, obviously the whole plot of this was going to be something to do with, like, whether or not they were going to confess, based Mm -hmm. on the end of season one, and then we got this whole subplot with Mary Louise and the twins, and I thought that was going to be more of a catalyst to expose them for the lie, and that was going to propel them into this, Mm -hmm. not this whole plot with Bonnie's mom. I was going to say, I think the whole stuff with Bonnie's mom is mm-hmm. where things went off the rails yeah. really it, just, it, it was set up It's bad for me. It's a really me. good way to kind of like tie it all together, and I think that that was a big missed opportunity, and if mm-hmm. they had, you know, eliminated that plot and had it be more like an, you know, the detective did not feature at all in the last two episodes despite mm-hmm. being in court, so there was a lot of disjointed yeah. things going on. I was on. so hopeful for that actress getting some really solid screen, t- screen time and to be like a, a great foil for those characters this season. For me, the the moment of it going off the rails was like Bonnie's mom with the yeah. like bone and the feather. Yeah, that was when you were just like, what? This is an unnecessary plot line. Yeah. And like, it would have been perfectly acceptable for Bonnie to just be like the only good person among these people who felt right. guilty about what That's happened. And for her mom right. to show up and just be like a mom who knows yeah. something's wrong with her daughter. It could have, the abuse thing could still stand mm-hmm. too. It was like all the like juju and mm-hmm. the flash forwards yeah. and the drown. It just, it was unnecessary in the end. It yeah, the drowning from, stuff was it, weird and made no sense. Yeah. And then also, like, I actually still have a problem with the fact that the mom is the abusive one in this scenario, yeah. because not because I have a problem with the mother in general being abusive, but we were told in season one that this was a woman that Abigail had a close relationship with. Right. And, like, Bonnie really seemed to like her, and they, and Madeline was jealous of them all going to see her mom all the yeah. time. So, like, it, it doesn't, doesn't add up. Like put your, you know, child yeah. around yeah. So. Allegedly, right. like abusive, monstrous person, and you don't—I don't know. I just think that was so. There was so mm-hmm. little exposition with that. We didn't actually get enough screen time with Bonnie's mom to really care about her that much. You mm-hmm. know, her death didn't really register much emotional no. impact. The other thing I'll make a case for is this ongoing Nathan versus Ed nonsense. There was so much screen <laughs> yes. time wasted on that petty back and forth, and it mm-hmm. went nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. if it hadn't ended up with like Ed bumping off Nathan or something, like there was that. That would be the only payoff that I would have mm-hmm. accepted with that. Right, and in season one, that had a purpose, right? Yes. Because they were trying to set us up for mm-hmm. like who's, who's dead, dead and kill. Like, yeah, but we know too. who's dead, and these guys just like stop talking. Those to cuts is not just that hard. Yeah, it just wasted too much. You know, the she- it was very short episodes this season, mm-hmm. and I felt like there was a lot of unanswered things and loose ends and and if you know we said we talked a lot so far about like is this the end or are we going to get another season because it does feel like they left a lot of things open that if it was the last season they would have maybe tried to clean it up but I also Mm -hmm. wouldn't be surprised if we have season three so I mean if they do make a season three they have to I mean they're gonna have to get that whole train back on the rail here because it really for me was a total departure there is no saving this for season 
for a season three, in my opinion. Like, this shit is over. It should have been over after season one, honestly. Like, oh, it was a perfect, Teresa. it was a perfect little package as it was. And, like, it was a perfectly fine TV show. There, there are questions, don't, so don't I'll stop. the gun here. I'll stop. Um, so, at Girl on a Blue Bike on Twitter wants to know, why bring Bonnie's mom into the show? Was she just... Why was she psychic, and what did it have to do with the rest of the show? And the answer is absolutely nothing. Good yeah. Yeah. Do you want the answer? Because we sure don't. I am with you, Blue Bike. Um, that, that to me, was the most confusing. As I said, it was where everything went off the rail. It was so confusing why we needed to have this character have this, like, mysticism, this, like, psychic yeah. quality. I mean, it didn't... It didn't add anything to me, and in fact, like, detracted from every... It was like, we had to give her an identity based on, like, mysticism, because there's not enough time to actually make her a fully fleshed-out character and a human being. Right, and So it, we're just going to give her this as her choice. Because was it, like, too complicated to just focus on the real relationship there between them, given the history it of was, abuse? Were they just trying to figure out something with the length of time with the episodes they had it was like they wanted to it i mean honestly it feels a little bit like other leanne moriarty books to me where she see it's almost like the um abigail virginity storyline from season one but at least that was like so fucking ridiculous that it was like it was enjoyable because it was like ridiculous and kind of Something that showed right. how, like, unhinged Abigail was mm-hmm. as a teenage, you know, yeah. is, is as a teenager. I, it was funny. And, yeah, there was, like, something really fun. And it gave her that great dinner party yeah. scene mm-hmm. where, I mean, you know, Madeline just throws up on a table. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that it gave us that. Right. This, yeah. the whole thing with what, it gave us nothing. You there was no argue. amazing moment that came from her it, being, Just quote, her psychic. weird psychic stroke. You could which have made a whole argument what? that Renata and Gordon's plot was not necessary mm-hmm. to actually right. the, the core. No, but it rewarded that, us with so many wonderful right. moments. And mm-hmm. that's why that paid off. And that's why the Abigail virginity But there was nothing off, with there this. Was nothing like yeah, this. it was a little, like... Because Jane, I think Bonnie and Jane both suffered from this in season two, where like they didn't really know what to do with them. Yeah. Like that's why we get the shitty love interest no one cared oh, about for yeah. Jane. Fish boys definitely yeah, yeah. went off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. and so much missing potential there. And Bonnie, it was like, well, what what has she got going on other than being sad? Yeah, and, yeah. and feeling girl. guilty. Like, nothing except for this weird mother plot where she barely still has any lines, like because she's just always sitting yeah. in a. You the hospital room, the staring longingly at her mother. Like, for her upset to be the end of her marriage with Nathan, which got right. that got. But was that supposed to be the one thing in this, like the, that the mother is having these visions and like acting like they're, you know, Bonnie is in trouble? Was that to like help give us some sort of mystery for this season that at least we were gonna worry? Because it did I have think me it like worried, but you know, so I, I just felt like there was so much they could have at least if they wanted to try to have this, there were things they could have done that would have made it sort of a better use in the plot and like right. in some sort of way well, I've been rewatching Frasier recently and the Daphne character on Frasier mm-hmm. believes herself to be psychic and mm-hmm. it, they don't bring it up often but when they do mm-hmm. it always 
it, it, it's done really well. And there's like an episode mm-hmm. where she tells Niles not to go to the coffee shop mm-hmm. that day because she has a vision something's going to happen to him, but he goes anyway. And mm-hmm. she walks in and screams, and then he like stands up and like bangs his knee and breaks his kneecap. <laughs> so they're therefore fulfilling her prophecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that is they could have at least used something like that you know not just it didn't even have to be like comical but there could have been like something that made this worth it and like played up that whole angle because otherwise it was just like a it it was like a fucking trap that like didn't even there's also like there's something to be said if bonnie's mom had just come in she didn't need to be psychic to be like i don't like these bitches they're crazy like you're really unhappy anyone can fucking see that and like like, yeah and and, you know, they sort of, we've talked about this, they sort of stop and allude a little bit to the fact that uh, Bonnie's, like, the only person of color around, which isn't entirely true in season one because there are some talking heads and whatnot. And but, season two, the hot teacher. And season two, the hot teacher. What and Principal Nepal and the yeah. hot And Detective Quinlan. Yeah. But, um... They're all on vacation. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, but she could have just been sitting there the whole time being like, what are these crazy white ladies got you doing, Bonnie? Yeah. Like... Bonnie, wh- yeah. get out <laughs> like, of here. <laughs> like, You're in danger, girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She didn't have to be psychic to do any of that. And then she just lays in a bed for, like, five episodes. So... No, maybe like four episodes. That actress got, like, that sweet too. booking, though. That's, yeah. like, a good gig. <laughs> You're going to be in a coma, like, mm-hmm. half the series. Perfect. Yeah. You get to, like, lay in bed on set. Don't even show up for hair and makeup. I feel bad for Zoe Kravitz. I think that, you know, yeah. she's done such marvelous work for the scene she's been given on this mm-hmm. show. And to squander that, you know, I thought she was going to have a really important role this season, given that she's the one that actually pushed Perry. She mm-hmm. had and that just... really strong moment where she, like, read that letter to her. I thought that yeah. that delivery of that was her, great. Her but I agree. Great. I yeah, she, she just wasn't given mm-hmm. enough, for sure. So this sort of... Um, ties into at girl on a blue bikes um next question which is what happened to detective quinlan did she just let the case go and i don't think she let the case go but they didn't give her a payoff like Mm -hmm. she just lurked around like flicking her lighter and then when they finally confess we don't even get to see it so disappointing so disappointing Mm -hmm. i feel like detective quinlan was incredibly underused i just don't understand why they they went to all the effort to show her in the courtroom mm-hmm. in episode four or five and, and not, then not her. again in the final courtroom scene where there was like this big moment I'm like that's when Quinlan should be there not the one before and I think you know we're going to talk about this in a forthcoming episode about the director scandal mm-hmm. I think there's probably a lot of what we're saying right now is to do with the fact that they had one director filming during and filming, then another and director post. during editing so yep. I think that that probably contributes to a lot of these questions we had and I would love to see Andrew Arnold's cut I don't think mm-hmm. we ever will, but it would be great to see how that differed. But it definitely feels disjointed for these plot reasons. It, and the fact that the episodes were so short feels yeah. like there's a whole bunch of stuff that got yeah. cut that would have answered yeah. some of our questions like, or made us happier. Corey Fishboy, mm-hmm. like, yeah. we, we didn't get any, like, real clarity as to why he was in the police station no. other than, like, Quinlan approached him. Like, that should have been something that was brought up again and not just, mm-hmm. like, Jane's cool now and they're going to run off into the sunset mm-hmm. and make out at the aquarium. Like, that, I'm sorry, it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I would have really liked to have seen at least one scene of Quinlan interrogating someone Just as it had was like, yeah mm-hmm. as it was alleged that she was doing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder did they film movies, that? I wonder yeah, but that was hardly a scene, and I wonder if that was something. That actress, she'll come on the podcast. I am obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. Yeah. Um. And and have been since she was on that show, Better Off Ted. 
mm-hmm. um, which was yeah, a was short-lived yeah. show. That that show was short-lived or that no. she didn't get enough? Because no, all enough. of it is disappointing. Yeah, it's all disappointing. The answer is all. Yeah. <laughs> all of the above. Um, Leah Dish wants, which I think from Instagram, wants to know, as season two ended, we saw the five walking into the police station. Who do you believe will speak up first as to why they came in? Probably Madeline, because she's an active talker. <laughs> I'm hoping Bonnie, because Bonnie is the one who is like, I'm going to do this. And I'm hoping they all just kind of like sit back and are her support. I just said I'm hoping. I am hoping. But we know. Yeah. Yeah. We know that that's not. But I am hoping that like Bonnie would, she had the balls to like fucking say that this Mm -hmm. is the moment she wants to do this. And I think it's great that they all showed up to support her. And Mm it would be great if she could like you know, stand mm-hmm. up and be the one to speak for that, but I don't think that would be the case. No. I agree. Jake Thompson's mm-hmm. video on Instagram of the five in the police station yes. like, gave us what oh, we I haven't get seen it. It was mm-hmm. so good. Run, don't walk. Yeah. That, that okay. answers the question for you. Yeah. Just go watch this yeah. video because I think that's what went down. Okay. Um, so our next question is from an Instagram follower who's awesome handle has sparked some controversy here because we're not sure if it's Mothman's Pit or Mothman's Spit. Either um, way, they're both. Yeah. Either way, rock right on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting a metal band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you had to be roommates with one of the Monterey Five, who would you choose? Rebecca. Bonnie's probably got the good weed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with Bonnie. It just got the good one. So. Yeah. yeah, and you know, you'd get some really cozy house sweaters. And to yoga, from free her. yoga, I bet. Mm-hmm. Come on, Bonnie all the way. Cozy house sweaters. Yeah, she yeah, has like really I'm on nice board. house sweaters, yeah, right? Does. Lives in a free people, which is fun. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? I feel like I would not be able to live with Bonnie. I don't think, or she wouldn't be able to live with me. Um, I would probably, you know what? Like, I actually think like Celeste would be the best roommate because I think she'd probably, she probably like would be. she'd kind of like stay away from you when you mm-hmm. want to stay away from each other, but she'd be real fun to go out drinking with. Yeah. You know, she bags hot men, men, so like, you know, she could do some of the legwork for me. Literally. Uh, Yeah, right? And, um, you know, she has like a good job, and, Mm -hmm. you know, so she'd be able to pay her rent. I mean, technically, she has no job, but. Well, whatever. (laughs) Like, I feel. She's rich rich. as shit. Yeah, I just feel like Bonnie, like, I don't know. I'd be like, so do you have your rent this month? And she'd be like, she'd be like, oh, well, you know, we could smoke some pot later. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel that. And Madeline would just be. Too much. So fucking too much into your business mm-hmm. and obnoxious and um, Renata. I mean, Love absolutely her. not. I I love yeah. Renata, but like. Nobody needs that in their home. So <laughs> except for Gordon, apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I want to yeah. live with Bonnie because I aspire to be Bonnie. Yeah, I, I just want to do yoga and drink wine and smoke weed and hang out in that, like, sweet house with all the windows all the time. But um, as Carolyn alluded to, I think I would feel judged all the time. Mm-hmm. I would be like, uh, yeah, I'm eating Rice Krispies. What's your problem? Yeah, like, that's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, I'm vegan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Jane, though. I mean, I do like your I do like your Celeste thinking, but Jane's another one. She does track her down for the rent. She has a kid. No, she's been supporting (laughs) that kid for a long time. Oh yeah, true. I forgot about her psychotic. They all have kids, by the way. Um, (laughs) Premise of the show. Yeah. Um, 
first of all, Celeste does not need a roommate, and she's not inviting any yeah. of us to live with her. Second, but Bonnie <laughs> Jane, might. Jane and Bonnie might. And of all the kids that you might have to live with, Ziggy seems like the least annoying. Maybe Sky is also Sky the least annoying. Speak, so she doesn't speak. Yeah. No, if I was gonna live with one of the kids, I'd want it to be. Uh, but like, you don't have to censor Chloe. your music around oh, yeah. him, like. Or Chloe. Yeah, Chloe probably will not. judge your music taste. She's yeah. Like, oh my God, this is Liam. Brindley. No, see, I'd look at it. Yeah. Learn about some new music. Like my house would always have really good music playing in it. But you still have Madeline and Ed, and you hate Ed. Oh. You've been living yeah. with Ed. Oh. Come on. No. At least Celeste has only got the boy. She doesn't have like a significant. But Bonnie's newly single. Yeah. Yeah. Jane, you got to deal with creepy fish boy coming over. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, maybe we could maybe help Tom. Jane. Like, maybe, we could. You can find Tom. <laughs> yeah. He's in her basement. I could be like, I don't know why you're dating this child. And you can Jane, give her, like, a headband until her bangs grow out. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, you be your best friend. <laughs> this happened to me once. Here's a barrette. Yeah. yeah. Like, this just is your new bangs barrette. Uh-huh. Just, you know, I feel clip like it and forget it until they uh, come Jane back. Jane has, like, weed that she got from this kid at the skate park who, like, got mm. it from his uncle's drawer. And she also feels, <laughs> she also feels like, um, you know, everyone else, like, either they're probably a slob or they're so anal retentive that you can't, like, leave a dish in the sink for an hour. And Bonnie, uh, Jane seems like, Chill. yeah, she's just going to be like, okay, like, don't be a pig and I won't yeah. be a pig and we'll be cool. Yeah, but Celeste has, like, a gorgeous wardrobe, too. I feel like I'd get a style upgrade. Not like, I mean... I maybe mean, I you're going to have to grow six yeah, inches. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like, maybe I could, like, you know, wear one of her blouses as a dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's a good question. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Mothman. So Mothman yes. Spit also wants to know, do you think BLL would ever would have done better as a miniseries? I think I've already made this, my, my opinion clear. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I... I think that they, if if we wanted to have, if they were gonna like reboot the whole concept and kind of combine one and two, mm-hmm. um, yes, I think there were some moments of merit. Like I mm-hmm. am very thankful for Mary Louise mm-hmm. entering our television and sphere and Renata's meltdown. That scream, mm-hmm. like that, and, and did oh, everyone hear the remix of her scream? Yes, yes. <laughs> that should be our new theme song. Actually, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I think that we are better off having experienced that. So, I guess, in my in my mind, if we could have combined those two, then yes. Um, when we started talking about doing this podcast and we started re-watching season one, I made my boyfriend watch it with me because he had not seen most of it. And because I wanted to see, I kept asking him at the end of each episode, like, who do you think is going to die? Who do yeah. you think is the killer? Because I wanted to see what someone watching it for the first time thought. But when we got to the end of it, he was like, they're making a season two? Like, why? This was perfect yeah. as it was. Like, there's not, I don't need anything answered. I don't need anything more from this. And I think that's true. And I think there are good things from season two, but if I didn't know they were a possibility, I would have been totally fine with just So I'm the fascinated because, like, my mom is the opposite. So mm-hmm. my mom didn't watch season one. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, like, watches, like, every morning news program and watches mm-hmm. news pretty much 24-7. Like, mm-hmm. she needs to actually turn off her TV from news. Mm-hmm. Um, but she knew I, I talked about that, and I kept telling her, like, Joy, you need to watch this. And she also doesn't even listen to this podcast. I don't think she would even know how to find a podcast, mm-hmm. even if I, like, sent it to her. She'd still be confused. My mom really struggles to find it. Um, but, yeah, she 
oh, she jumped on board for season two. Like mm-hmm. she wanted to watch it because of Meryl Streep, I think. Mm-hmm. In fact, she made me give her like her. I had to set up her TV up with the HBO login and everything. Mm-hmm. And she loved season two. She mm-hmm. thought it was like brilliant. And I keep being like, well, I think you need to go back and see season one. And uh-huh. she's like, oh no, I got everything I needed here. <laughs> That's how she talks, by the way. And if you know her, it's, like, spot on. But she... So that was fascinating to me, that she was, like, so... So if we hadn't seen season one, would we Mm -hmm. think that season two was better? Well, I think season two is a good season of TV for... By standards of most of the garbage on TV. Yeah, compared to most of the garbage yeah. she compared watches, this was Beyonce before the yes, day. right. This Love Island. She doesn't watch something. that, but I, I do think she has stumbled upon Love Island or The <laughs> Bachelor or something. I don't know. She referenced The Bachelor to me the other day, and I was so concerned about what she was talking about. Um, and every so often she calls me up and says something about, like, Steve Harvey gave good advice on his talk show the other no. day. No, he didn't, and I, Carolyn's like, mother. No. That man is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I hate, I hate Steve Harvey with it's a burning red. passion. Why? Like, he is he sexist as shit. That like think like a lady, act like a man bullshit is like makes me say that. Oh, he has this. a book called oh, that. It's called that. Yes, it well. may be the reverse. No, it's think like a man, act like a lady. Oh. I think. No, and that's much worse. So, yes, yeah. in my mom's defense, I think part of the reason she stumbles upon Steve Harvey <laughs> is I think he's on the same network as her like CBS This mm-hmm. Morning show. And I think, like, once she figures out how to get it on CBS for the mm-hmm. morning show, it just kind of, like, plays through all afternoon. Like, so it's like it a classic going into Wheel of Fortune after watching Jeopardy and be like, this show is utter trash, and yet... Yeah, like, you're an accidental wheel yeah. watcher. I need yeah. to talk about another Steve Harvey problem. Oh, God. Did either of you watch Lorena on Amazon? No. No. The It's a documentary about Lorena Bobbitt and John oh, Bobbitt. Oh, Lorena Bobbitt. It is yeah. fucking Bobbitt. fantastic, by the way. You should go watch I it, everybody. Um, I have never been so upset by a true crime thing before. Like, like and I watch all of it. I watch all of it. It is, but like watching her testify when they play you her testifying on the stand, it is like watching Celeste. Wait, more upsetting than making of a murderer? Yes, because oh. I, I mean, those. Yes. That was one of our first podcasts where all three are uh, no, shows. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That was. The first I don't time even that remember that. I don't remember a lot years, of things. I mean, it was when the first Making Murder came out. Um, but Steve Harvey had Lorena on his show and was just gross and purient and like, I understand you had to cut it off, but why did you throw it out the window? Wow. And Lorena. it's like, uh, because what she was... What else was she going to fucking do with it? And she was abused. Like, just don't even, just don't have her on the show if that's the only question you can ask. It's like when Katie Couric had... Um, Oh, God. What is her... Sophia from Orange is the New Black. What's her name in real life? Oh, the trans. Yeah. yeah. Like, when Katie Couric had her on her show and just wanted to know about her genitalia, basically. No. It was basically well, the same. Well, like, what kind of parts you got yeah, there? Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, like, it's... God, you're just, like, really... He is just the worst. No, he he's the worst. Also, so. his suits are grotesque this <laughs> whole derailment came from the fact yeah no why are why are his coats like always down to his knees i'm learning He's, so much about you right now. yeah oh, so, so we have found your uh ed, ed. ed yeah yeah that is your mm-hmm. i do hate his face too actually come to think of it his right? teeth what See, it's your Adam's understand son. yeah I yeah love this. yeah amazing. Uh-huh. gosh now i gotta find mine he's out there somewhere <laughs> 
<laughs> where is he? Where, oh, where is like, my the man of my nightmares? Where is the man that I hate? It yeah. might be Mitch McConnell. Yeah. His face really upset. He looks like a human possum. He's a turtle. But that's like it, that's like everyone. Yeah. Like I feel All like the Republicans. Yeah. He's like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Ooh, mm-hmm. Brett Kavanaugh face I really hate. Mm-hmm. But those are I think all of those those guys. Trump's yeah. got a really hateable face. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like these are like we all the hate them. What is the hatred. one that's I niche to you? Yeah, it has to be somebody who like you know other people actually are like into I mean people mm-hmm. think Adam Scott is hilarious he I keeps need to find my man yeah. where is he <laughs> you're anti-man my anti-man yeah so this was all a derailment yeah. from Ooh, with, uh-huh. would this have been a better miniseries yes and I said that my mom who occasionally somehow watches mm-hmm. Steve Harvey uh-huh. found this season to be brilliant because she didn't watch the first like 25 mm-hmm. minutes later 25 minutes later yeah. we're here <laughs> so stay woke America yeah I just don't know if um I I, I don't think that we could have ended it. I think season getting a season two was was worth it for Mary mm-hmm. Louise, but we definitely needed less. We needed more than season one, but mm-hmm. less than season two. If it two. had been like a ten episode <laughs> miniseries or something, like oh, a little more, I don't know. But I yeah. think the first season was kind of perfect as it was. It was. So mm-hmm. I think we can all kind of agree that this probably would have been better just left as it was. And now I'm kind of no, but like, no, but Meryl Streep's. <laughs> Carolyn's not going to give up Meryl Streep. Never. Um. So, but this kind of leads us to our next two questions. One is one we got from basically everybody, which it will there be slash should there be a season yeah. three? But also Volunteer Snicket wants to know if they make a season three, what should it be about? Good questions. Um, I don't think we're going to get a season three. Um, I actually really hope we don't. Mm-hmm. And I think if we did, though, well, first of all, I know that it has been, Leanne Moriarty said that if there was anything, like any sequel or spinoff, mm-hmm. she wanted to be about the kids in high school, mm-hmm. which, which is weird. Was super <laughs> weird. I don't ever need to see Amabella. Oh, I kind of do right. want to see Amabella. Amabella's become Sabrina. She's just like... And, like, Chloe is a teenager. Oh, my God. Chloe oh. has left school. She's yeah. working as a... She's, like, Chloe maybe is in like Arrested a, Development, which yeah. she fakes being a movie producer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I see else. Chloe. Uh-huh. is exactly like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that... It, I, I don't need to see the kids in high school. If there was a season three, I would want uh, more Quinlan. More Detective Quinlan. Mm-hmm. Less Adam Scott. Less Adam Scott, for sure. Uh, actually, I, I think it would be interesting um, if there was, like, some other crime in Monterey, like another murder, but they mm-hmm. weren't necessarily involved, but they're being, sus- like, they everyone suspects that they are, mm-hmm. just because they're the Monterey Five. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I now that they've done the season two, I kind of feel like I do want a season three because oh. there's so much stuff that's unresolved for me, and mm-hmm. I feel like they intentionally set that stuff up to leave, you know, some little kernels that if they do decide to do that. And, you know, obviously this is a good television show as far as you know, mm-hmm. the spectrum of TV goes, and the, the cast is stacked. I think that there was a lot of stuff that they brought up that could be further explored. I think, like, somebody like Dennis O'Hare was, like, criminally underused this season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as a lawyer representing maybe somebody else. If That's what I'm saying. Like, but, like, you need it to It could have be, like, the crime. better call Saul yeah. of Monterey. Like, the good fight comes. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, the crossover event of the century. Mm-hmm. And, like, Diane Lockhart comes and defends them. And it's great. Like, I don't know. I could see that kind of working in a weird way. I think that HBO in this post-Game of Thrones world mm-hmm. we're living in, like, is desperate for mm-hmm. more shows like this. So I wouldn't be surprised if... 
if scheduling allows. Ooh, I know. You know how, like, the end of season two, you see, like, Mary Louise, like, driving off probably back to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. What if she's in a car accident on her way home? And her and, brake lines were cut. And, like, dies. And uh, now they're, like, trying to figure out mm-hmm. if anyone, yes, that if any, if there was foul play. That if, would give me a good season three. I do not want there to be a season three. <laughs> However, I would be okay with a spinoff that is just, like, Renata yes. trying to rebuild her life. Yes. I would love a Renata spinoff. Yes. Like, she's just screaming at Gordon all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Renata, yeah. yeah. I will not not be rich. Yes. <laughs> Done. I will not not be rich. Yeah, yeah. did you? I, we've sort. I think we've talked about. This and I before, want Luann, the Countess, to come up with a really shitty theme song so for it. <laughs> I feel like she could write. Have that you guys watched Enlightened? Or whoever writes no. her music for her. Can um, I pretend that's her spinoff. Well, it's Laura Dern as a woman on the fucking edge, who is like, but is not rich. Like her life is a mess, and she's yeah. like had a breakdown, I keep meaning and she to just watch keeps it. fucking it up worse and worse, and she's just constantly like frantic, and. Laura Dern plays someone who is hard to watch better than almost anyone oh, on like the Ricky Gervais. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, she makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, if I ever actually met her in real life, I would probably freak out and, like, run screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, if they could flip that and make it just a Renata spinoff of her, like, rebuilding her wealth and divorcing Gordon and yeah. being, like, I oh, shit. I kind of want to stick around. Maybe she's on under house arrest because mm. of the, the crime she she's committed. London, so like yeah. maybe yeah. she moves to London, like or New York, or whatever. With yeah. Amabella uh-huh. has to deal with crazy Amabella. Mm-hmm. Deals just with co-parenting with Gordon, like her Gordon screaming was. at people in the subway. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, good. yeah. <laughs> Come on, Laura Dern. I know you're out there. Um. All right. So. Uh, we had some other questions from the internet, but, like, we couldn't answer them. It was, like, about the making of the show, people, and we didn't make the show. We can't tell you these things. So, We'd be a lot yeah. more wealthy if we had. Yes. Um, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. We wouldn't be drinking boxed wine at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Really good boxed wine, though. Yeah. I'd like to endorse this wine. Is it pretty box? It's not an ad. Please. Yeah, it's not an ad, though. Yeah. Pretty box if you're out there. Yeah, pretty box if you're out there and you want to send us. We will be paid in box wine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're not going to get that quip money yet, so. uh, Yeah. Mailchimp? Mailchimp? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, So we need boxed wine money. Um, So we've come up with our own questions. We are going to list the Monterey superlatives now, like this was a yearbook. Um, First, we're going to nominate Best Dressed. I mean, this is a no-brainer for me. This is Renata all day, every day, and there's so many iconic outfits from this season. Renata. Renata, 100%. I mean, I got to go. I know you don't. Yeah, no. no, I mean, I get a house sweater Bonnie. (laughs) I love a house sweater. I have what I call my house sweater instead of a house coat. But, um... But, like, I, the thing is, so I couldn't, I would never wear any of the things, really, that Renata wears. Right. I, I, I understand that she's well-dressed. I was so inspired by what Renata wears. Oh, God, did you buy a tweed suit? Well, Where are you wearing no, it? No, I, I, I would have no need. Carl Lagerfeld cap. We all work at home. Like, yeah, none yeah. of us even have reason to put on pants. So, I, I did, I, really do. I, I did try to buy a jumpsuit. Uh, okay. I and and I, I like tried it on and uh, I just looked like I was a little kid playing dress up as a Ghostbuster. 
Like, it was really, it was really cool, like, if I, you know, was going for that look. No lie. I wore, like, I have a, like, a romper, like, short romper, and it's green, so it looks like I'm about to go on safari. I have one of those. Yeah. I have one of those, too. Yeah. And I, I was on Block Island a few weeks ago, and I walked into the kitchen where all my friends were, were and they started laughing at me and asked me if I was going exploring. And Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm hurt for you. I but have one of those, too. I love it, and I still wear it no, all the time. No, I actually like, bought a green sure. jumpsuit, long pant version of that yesterday. I, yeah. I'm in. I yeah. bought it from Target. Target, if you're listening, Target. make me a long pant version. Yeah, oh, I'm I have. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the romper mm-hmm. in general. I own several. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, the power romper that yeah. Renata had, I was trying to yeah, go I'm more for that like look. Yeah, I'm not talking, like, a cash romper. Yeah. Jumpsuit. I want, like, a power I, I Are just, we talking about the red jumpsuit yes, at the end? So, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's I just, just iconic. You can just, like, beat up somebody with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> I also Beyonce. really appreciate her, like, power accessories. Hence, I bought a Carl Lagerfeld cat purse. I felt like that's. I mean, Adam would not be caught dead. No, I don't no, think anything with cat ears on it can be a so power accessory. Madeline did have that cat purse in the second to last episode. Yes. I freaked out about. Madeline yeah. barely has a job. Like that is not a power it, accessory. Right. But like <laughs> I'm talking about like with Renata. Like I want to incorporate more of those. My cat purse yes. is kind of a swing and a miss. But like I want more, more along the line. It's not a swing and a miss. <laughs> it's just a swing and a miss for Renata. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want um like belts like her her use mm-hmm. of. Belt thing, the thick gold, gold like Wonder Woman. Like, okay, I'm never actually gonna dress like Bonnie because she's half naked most of the time. Though I do admire her, her house sweaters as, yeah. we, as we've said Strong before. But Nicole Kidman, I actually really do like her style. And while I am nowhere near as tall and skinny, I am very pale and very. Uh, High cheeked boned. Yeah, you do. So, like, 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 like 18th century, like, yeah. just wandered out in the veranda. Yeah, I look like I should house. be in an old painting, right? Yeah. Fair. So, yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it's so, the best way yeah. to look classically beautiful. Like, when, when that floral. Google photo app was out and they were like matching you to old paintings, yes, I literally I looked like everybody they matched yeah. me oh to. Oh, God, you know what yeah. I got matched as? <laughs> what? Youth playing with cats. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and it was. Like not, it was not good. Those are more wholesome internet times. I also then I did it like a second time with a different picture because I was like, oh no. And then no, Mm -hmm. I got matched with like some sort of just like redhead. Like it just like Mm -hmm. picked up on like a red-haired painting. Right. Um. But and it was not. Not nearly as good as youth. Yeah, youth playing with cats was a much more iconic spot on. Handle if you ever change youth playing. (laughs) But so (laughs) that could be Harry's. uh, Yeah. Um. But so why? I feel like the floral dresses I really admire I'd probably look like a dumpy shit in I could actually probably maybe pull off some of the high necked like court wear that mm, she had on yeah yeah it just makes me look super waspy right yeah I do well, love a good you now, so. I do love a good <laughs> Madeline fit and flair mm-hmm. uh you know there's there's something to be said for a couple of her I think in season one especially mm-hmm. I'm not yes, a big Severance yeah. fan so Madeline's wardrobe in general doesn't really do it for me well yeah. I think like hers were just I mean they were like fit and flair dresses that she tended to wear a lot of cardigans over mm-hmm. I would have stripped it of the cardigan and mm-hmm. worn the dress itself um, maybe kind of like mm-hmm. rocked it up a little. She kind of looks like a modern '50s housewife. Yeah, I would have mm-hmm. had to like tone down that like fi- that you know that Donna Reed vibe and like sort of updated it a little bit more. Oh, wow. But yep. um, you know, I didn't hate those. But far and away, Renata's looks in general, mm-hmm. yeah, just 
for me were everything. So who's your worst dressed? Ed's Jane. bicycle suit. <laughs> oh, Ed's bicycle suit. I didn't even know we could, like, count that shit. That's yeah. Jane's bangs, Ed, though, also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, Jane, her bangs, like, her, like, frumpa dump. I never yeah. want to see that goddamn beanie again. I know. <laughs> Like, ugh. I mean, at least they could have given her, like, a cat beanie. I just, like, if you're going to... You stop it with the cat accessories. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with you? It's a pussy hat. Yeah, yeah. There's a name for it. It's a political statement. I, well, I mean, the pussy hats are only pink, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's probably what Jane would wear. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I guess. Probably even a gray one with, like, little ears. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I know the... Whiskers the on the back. But the point is, like, had... Also, like, if she named her son Ziggy, like, she could have at least been wearing, like... Bowie t-shirts. Naming like, the your kid Ziggy is a cool thing to do, and nothing about Jane's character ever. Right. Like, don't you people. expect like mm-hmm. even though she was wearing kind of like frumpy, sad, like lounge about t-shirts, mm-hmm. which like I love. Like she. I definitely like, dress the most like Jane. Just for the class. Yeah. Well, like I'm wearing here a going Bob like, Dylan shirt. This, like. Yeah. You know she could have been wearing like cool rock t-shirts or something to like give her some sort of personality in her clothes instead. I, mean, I do think it was a choice that was probably intentional based on what her character has gone through. Like, Fair. Right. But season like, one, but, like, instead of the character bangs. arch bangs, yeah. like, we could have gotten, like, a better oh, wardrobe. Cool. I think she was slightly better dressed in season one. No, I actually was think it was... Puffer vests. Yeah, yeah and, mm-hmm. and just, you know, like, I know she was mm-hmm. oftentimes in her aquarium uniform or, like, some sort of wetsuit, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, her, her wardrobe this season, I think, was mm-hmm. actually even worse yeah, for me. Yeah, I mm-hmm. um, I mean, I mean Westerners are no one's like, friend. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird that it's weird to me that after a year with these women, she hasn't stepped up her yeah. game at least a little I bit. That would have been better. Right? Like they all than the bangs. Like, oh, look, Jane's wearing like a few pair of boots. Like yeah. Celeste. Maybe there was a scene where Celeste like shopping with her instead mm-hmm. of jumping. Yeah. Always, like, like the not Tom's coffee store. And they have to have good consignment shops. Oh, Wherever there are rich ladies, there mm-hmm. are wonderful thrift shops. Yeah, let me tell you, the thrift mm-hmm. shops in Connecticut are lit. Yeah. yeah. A lot of old people's rich cast offs. Yeah. True. Um, who's the best couple? Oh, God. That's such a tough one. I mean, like, I hate They're all couples. shitty couples, so you can't. You know. Yeah. Uh, I literally cannot. Like, Gordon I, and Renata would have said in season one. But, but like, you know what? I still not. go with, like, Gordon and Renata. Because at like, least it's all out there. Yeah. And, and at least and she kind of does what you want her to do when confronted with shitty behavior. Maybe Tori and. Joseph's weird, like, he's just letting her do her. Yeah. I mean, he's, at least it he's seems like a it's cuck functional. Now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a cuck <laughs> shit. Don't yuck his kink. You don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's super, perfectly happy with He's probably know. part of the men's rights movement he's now. He's a meninist now. <laughs> oh my God. Ew. Uh, um, yeah, I think that Renata and Gordon get best couple, because uh, even though... Like, you know, in the end of season two, like, you kind of feel like it might be the end for them. I also feel like it might not be. Like, you, they're the kind of couple that maybe, like, they sort of get off. I mean, not in the way that, mm-hmm. like, you know, like Celeste and, with, mm-hmm. like, Celeste and Perry. But there is something about them where they sort of, like, get off from having that, like, aggression mm-hmm. in, in their sort of their push and pull with each other on a mental level and a competitive level mm-hmm. that is, and you see it kind of in like season one a lot with them where like, you know, I, I just kind of felt like they push each other to make more money and mm-hmm. be better and like, I, I don't know. And and the way they can, like, keep up appearances, at least, mm-hmm. like, even when they're, like, just going through this whole, like, losing everything, but they still throw this ridiculous party. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I, I don't know. I picture a picture of them being best couple in a yearbook, wearing their ridiculous mm-hmm. 70s outfits and forcing fake smiles. And I feel like that is, that's the best you can do for a best couple here. I'm going to go out and say, on a limb and say, um, Bonnie and Nathan. Like, Nathan, like, in season one, like, they're getting drunk and doing yoga together. They seem to be having a perfectly good time. Like, there's nothing yeah. wrong with their relationship. The the weird um, Bonnie not being in love with him thing came out of left field at the last minute in season two. And I don't know if it was entirely earned. And he has done nothing but try to make her happy in season two. He may True. do it shittily mm-hmm. and he may not be very good at it, but he's trying real hard. And... He's buying bikes and doing whatever yeah. the hell out. Or, no, running. Sorry, Nathan he takes some running. Was. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh-huh. yeah, yeah, for sure. He's like the most. He's like a basic bro, and he's perfectly fine. So I know this is gonna be a controversial pick mm-hmm. for sure, but mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna say Ed and Madeline. Uh, yeah, like Ed's, you know, patience with the situation, the fact that they worked through something and mm-hmm. were able to come back together. I think you know it's the most, and they seem at least to have like some level of communication and Bonnie and Nathan Mm -hmm. I feel like don't communicate and to me communication is like the biggest part I mean I feel like that in season two when she's shut down and not talking to anybody but I don't know if before season two we would have said that was true because like they're having discussions with like season two was like sort of that like lapse of some of those plot lines like mm-hmm. Ed and Bonnie it seemed mm-hmm. got like a total reboot in season two and I thought and, we were getting a weird like uh and no Ed and Bonnie yeah like they mm-hmm. were gonna hook up like yeah there was some weird overtures about right. that in like the middle of the season well right. this was like one of those things they just like throw out yeah. at you to like make you wonder if it's gonna happen and then never pick up again which like made sense in season one right. because it was all about red hair because well, like right. yeah Ed with but, things like Ed and Bonnie mm-hmm. and like Ed and uh Tori Tits and yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah yeah it didn't make a whole lot of sense um so then who's your worst couple well Celeste and Perry yeah well he's dead okay uh well yeah but I still feel like that can be a posthumous honor mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh what, Jane and Fishboy yeah Jane and Fishboy hands down uh-huh. yeah yeah Fishboy's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, Fishboy, I mean, of all the, like, there is so little chemistry there. Like, obviously, Perry was a human piece of garbage, but at least they he had, like, a, hot. he was hot, and they had a hot sex life, and he was deranged, but he actually, there was chemistry there. Mm-hmm. And Fishboy is, like... A fish. A fish. He's, He's a, a cold fish, fish who's, yeah. like, why... Oh, God. He makes questionable choices uh-huh. and lectures to you about the sustainability of your dinner. And it's basically just, like, we should settle for each other. Yeah. Like... The least good, sexy... We're good enough, right? Yeah. The least sexy you thing know ever he's said. never heard of the female orgasm. No. <laughs> That's news to him. He's like, like, wait, what? Yeah. That's a thing? He's like, I think uh, she no. has to buy him the joy of sex and, like, yeah. give it to him for his birthday when he turns 21. Because he's a child. He's still a child. Yeah. Um, Miss Congeniality. Mm, good one. <laughs> A.K.A. what Madeline thinks she will get. Yeah. Yes. Um, Madeline's dream award. Yeah. I'm giving it to Renata. <laughs> Why? Back that, this up. Yeah, yeah. Support because, your like, statement. I just think she... Congenial to me is somebody that, like, not necessarily, like, the kindest. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be that. It has to be, like, enigmatic. Huh. And, like, I I feel like maybe I'm completely butchering congeniality. But I think yeah, like, well, I mean, miscongeniality in, like, 
a beauty pageant. Traditionally, it's like the most the no, it's the one who's like most liked by everyone right. in the everyone else. Mm-hmm. Way off here. Uh, so. But Renata was okay. I can back this up. Yeah, Renata, Renata was liked this. Yeah, season. like more so. You know, there was. You know, I disagree. Who didn't like Renata besides Gordon? I don't think any of them liked her. I've been saying this oh, the whole wow. time. She's the they, fake friendship. The friendship is the lie. Yeah. They Renata. had to put up with her because she okay. was part of this whole Monterey Five bullshit. But no one actually liked her, okay, so, including probably Bonnie, who likes everybody, because. She's like, this bitch is crazy. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, okay, she's just yelling at people all the time. I think Celeste is Miss Congeniality. Uh-huh. Because, and I think it's true for both seasons. I mean, even before, like, she was sort of like mm-hmm. the, this, like, epicenter of pity and, and worry. Mm-hmm. I think, like, taking, a pa- taking away from all that, like, in the first season, like, she has, like, this... Very enviable life. I mean, she's she's stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. She had this, like, beautiful husband and everything, like, looked great externally. But also she was the one who no one was ever fighting with, including, like, Renata, right. like, Bonnie, like, everyone around. Like, that's what made it so mm-hmm. shocking when she had this complete, you know, it was, like, her right. life that was so destructive on the inside. Uh, and then in season two, as she's, like, dealing with that, like, I still felt like if you would ask anyone in town about Celeste, like, they mm-hmm. would be like, oh, she's, like, a lovely woman. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I think I'm going to agree with you because, one, in season one, whenever Madeline is, like, starting some shit, you kind of see, like, Celeste just in the background, like, oh, God, this again. And then in season two, like, this woman has just, you know, we've just, you know, everyone has discovered that she's being abused by her husband. She's seen him push down a flight of stairs with, like, some rebar through his neck. Um, she's dealing with, like, some severe PTSD and, like, banging every bartender she can find, but she still has time to, like, have coffee with Jane and check in on her and make sure she's doing okay. Even though she's had, you know, Ziggy's lifetime to come to terms with what happened to her. Um. That's a really good argument. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, who's the best side character? Principal Nibble. Yeah. Uh, I I think there's a case to be made for Principal Nibble. I I really, I I genuinely uh, enjoyed Principal Nipple as Mm -hmm. a character. I thought he was like a fun, uh, you know, in season two he kind of like was sort of more jokey. Mm -hmm. But in season one, you know, he was a a really great presence and sort of like helped be an instigator but also like a mediator. I enjoyed Principal Nipple. I also, Detective Quinlan. And no, I, I do not actually want to fuck nipple for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I only said it because I was like, Principal nipple, if you're out there and you would like to hit on Carolyn, hang out at the Whole Foods hot bar. <laughs> like the Carolyn random dudes single. who have stalked her from the radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't say that that's where you want to meet guys. Also, get your wish. If you're the guy who stalked her at the hot bar, you're a creep and go away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's going to be the subject of our next podcast. I know, right? He's the, the He's the pooper. He's the pooper. The pooper. The pooper found you. But my second, I, I also say Detective Quinlan mm-hmm. from season one. Mm-hmm. In season two, she was not given enough okay. at all to like really even be a secondary character, which mm-hmm. was a shame. But those were my two. I mean, I really liked all the legal characters. Like, I mm-hmm. loved both the mm-hmm. attorneys, like, um, Dennis O'Hare, obviously, and the wonderful Indian actress who plays uh, Celeste's 
attorney and the judge. Hannah Moore passed mom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that all of them were really strong and they injected some, you know, more life into what is already a pretty robust cast. I do think that season one had a stronger cast of supporting characters with the talking heads. Like Harper, yes, Harper was yeah. probably a contender for me for season one. And I think the show suffered for having it be more focused entirely on you know, what was going on with the core cast. Yeah, I think, um, well, Carol, so I probably would have said Principal Nipple for season two because I think he served the purpose of, he was like the remnant of the talking heads. Yeah. Mm. And I think they added a lot to season one, and I wish they'd figured out some way Me to too. incorporate them into season two. Um and he was like the eye-rolling presence who was just like, this is how the rest of us see these crazy bitches. Mm-hmm. Um, and Harper was my other choice from season yeah. one because she really, like, we know from the book that she was actually a much bigger presence in the book. And she, like, I really want, like, I would also be in for a season three that is just like Harper yeah. during season two and we see her being like Renata why aren't we friends anymore why are you always hanging out with Madeline now that would be part of Renata's spinoff yeah yeah. yeah yeah I take Harper is her stalker I take it all back I have my side character who the little book therapist <laughs> oh well side yes. character yes obviously the little book therapist yeah. that was she real she was only on screen for two minutes <laughs> and yet I think she's the strongest maybe you know I mean I she got a meme she got a meme yeah a lot of people could argue that that was a moment where the, this season went off the rails. But honestly, to me, that was like a moment where we were like actually on a rail. Yeah. And it was also so Renata, right? To yeah. like, she's gonna sort of take her daughter's mental health serious by getting her this weirdo. Well, we therapist. know that Renata loves a good costume, right? Yeah, but every, Renata lives for a costume. Yeah, mm-hmm. Renata is like, oh, I can get a therapist here mm-hmm. dressed like a fucking deranged Disney character. Let's so get it. Good. I also feel like we should just all go into business as like the Bo Peep therapists, and like we're completely unqualified. No, no. Just be like, yeah, your kid needs more help. We could like each pick a different storybook character to be a therapist uh-huh. as. I'm gonna be um, Little Miss Muffet. Oh, creepy. Oh. And I'm gonna take crumpets with me everywhere. Dump spiders on kids <laughs> yes. to get them over their fears. That's really <laughs> fucked up, but I like it. Um, I would choose. I don't know. Be Rumble still's good. Just oh god. Them. <laughs> yeah. Just steal them from yeah, their parents. Like, That'll teach you scared straight with Rumble still skin. <laughs> Bitch. <sighs> really dark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like Goldilocks. That yeah. Um. Or no. maybe a three bear. Well, no, I was thinking like Hansel and Gretel, the kids who get abducted and thrown into an oven by a weirdo. Gris fairy tales. Yeah. yeah. No, what good about good like? I, I don't know. What what is a good grim? Do you fairy not know tale? fairy tales? I mean, I do. Had too I keep shoe. trying to like think of ones that are like they're Little nursery rhymes and fairy tales because Bo Peep is a nursery rhyme. Yeah, true. All oh, right. So I'm trying to like distinguish. Does it have to be like a nursery rhyme no. character? No. Like you, like you can choose a fairy tale character. 
We oh. Permission. This is your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you can do what you like. You can do whatever the fuck you want. You don't have to, like, be, like, Mother Goose and, like... No. Oh, that would be a classic one. Right? Like, Mother that's Goose. what I was thinking. Like, I mean, you should probably just be Little Red Riding Hood, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Be more kids. Be, be like, yeah. like, stay away from men. They're wolves. Yes. <laughs> like, don't go over there. <laughs> stay on the path. Um, Who is most changed? Jane's hair. Yeah. <laughs> James boyfriend Tom who disappeared Tom yeah Tom um, who's now aquatic and living in the ocean our oh next God. podcast is going to be a true crime story where we a try to find Tom, Tom. <laughs> stay tuned oh. it's going to be serial season three He's I think the that the most changed this season it was uh, I'm going with Renata she mm-hmm. no, I feel like she was just she was there just she waiting to friends. burst forth more. Making friends is hard as an adult. <laughs> it's true. You have to murder people yeah. just to get a new friend. No, I think like Celeste, kind mm-hmm. of like I I really. I mean, she did start banging all those dudes. Yeah, yeah. but you know, <laughs> I don't think that necessarily means she was changed. I think she ran out of her main D because he died. Mm-hmm. And he has to go find D elsewhere. <laughs> True, but I felt like Celeste kind of like stepped her pussy up. Finally, <laughs> maybe in the last episode. Yeah, like, yeah. Celeste. I mean, it was a slow, it was yeah. a slow mm-hmm. step up for that yeah. pussy, but that pussy got stepped mm-hmm. up. It was like, you know, I I really felt like Celeste got like well done character growth throughout. I'll take it. I'm gonna say Madeline, and I don't know if it was well done character growth because I feel like the Ed cheating fighting thing like I've said multiple times I'm convinced Ed knew in season mm. one and oh, I find did. the whole storyline bullshit but like she went from being a constant shit stirrer to like finally just dealing with her own stuff and like fixing her marriage she and definitely whatever. got less messy yeah and like I'm gonna say season two like was really about the lie. Like they all came to term with like lies are destructive no matter what they are. And in order to like get all of our lives back on track, we just have to confess because nothing is ever gonna be okay as long as we have this secret. And um, I think that is most evident for Madeline in part because of the way it's written because it's Ed being like, you're lying to me again. Yeah. You were being honest with me, and now you're back to lying to me again. So what's going on? And um, so I'm gonna, I think it's her. Nice. All right. Most likely to be on a reality show. Specifically, Real the Real Housewives of Monterey. Of Monterey. Yeah. Renata. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like. She is desperate for money. She basically yeah. already filmed her, like, <laughs> opening montage. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. the It's My House and I. Like, <laughs> like, that was her, like, filming her opening for to be a Bravo celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to answer Renata for everything, but this is a no brainer. This is, like, mm-hmm. a no brainer. I'm a, Okay. So you've said Renata, and I agree with you, but I'm going to say, like, if. If it's not Renata, or they just, like, need another housewife. Who on top? Yeah. Harper, she'd be like the hanger on her. Harper, yes. She is like... Um, she would be like desperate enough to be like, where do I sign? Where's my mm-hmm. contract? I, like you want I me think, to throw wine at someone? I can throw two glasses at the same time. I think season two, Ma- season one Madeline would be all about yeah. it. But yeah. season two Madeline would be like, I can't. Tori, yeah, she'd be 
Tori like, tits, tits would also uh-huh. She's be got like the tits, which is half. The yeah, bag. Tori tits would be like, I got these. They are ready to bust out. Maybe yeah. Detective Quinlan would be on like Live PD or something, or like an episode of Cops, oh, Investigation yeah. Discovery or something. First Forty Eight. Yeah. 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 She would probably sign up for that in a heartbeat. Maybe mm-hmm. that's where she was. She was filming a Netflix documentary yeah. about the murders. Yeah. Um. So, which of these mothers would you most like to fuck? Which one is your MILF, if you got to pick one? I'm going to fall about that big run out of energy. Sorry. Like, yeah. I'm on the top, and I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also feel like Bonnie, you'd have, like, a really nice, like, Bonnie intimate experience with. Bonnie it would be tantric. Love and I'm not into that. Like, she, she's definitely the sting of Monterey and wants to have sex with you yeah. in front of, like, 700 candles yes. for two hours. And, and there's, like, some sort of, like, yeah. tantric times or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might be a lot, but it, you know, I feel like Celeste, you would. Celeste is getting down. Yeah. Like, yeah, she, Celeste knows what she's doing. Yeah. It, you're like in a bathroom, it's over, it's done with, it's God knows what time of the day, it's good Renata, time. Renata, I feel like, would just yell at me for like not knowing what to do or doing it right. Right. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Celeste maybe is the play. And we also know that Madeline pretty much doesn't want to have sex. Yeah, Madeline, yeah. I don't want yeah. to have sex with no. Don't want to have sex with Jane and her bangs. Yeah. Especially, I don't want to be fishboy. It's also a lot of work, yeah. It's a lot of work to get her there. She's not happy. Like, you got to date her for, like, six months first. Um, Which DILF? Um, Well, we know I'm not going to choose. We know it's not Ed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Rebecca's looking at me because she is ready for me to just say I mean, to some degree, we've answered this question in season one. But we'll go ahead and do it again anyway. Nathan. Yeah. You want to bang Nathan. Yeah. But, like, I have to argue for, like, some of Gordon's peak dirty I, You know what? Like, <laughs> maybe in a weird way. I Nathan kind of bothers me. Like, I'm not, like, super in. There's something about Nathan. Oh, hot teacher. Hot, hot te- teacher, take me. I don't know if we can consider him, though, because we don't know that he's a dad. He's True. not. Right. You know what? I like, I, I feel like Gordon, I, I would do Gordon, I guess. Well, I feel like if we can take the rapey stuff out of the equation, it's Perry. Well, yeah, we're well, talking yeah, about this yeah. before. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, okay, so if, like, we're not talking about the actors, we're talking about the people in the mm-hmm. show. Right. So you don't want to have right. to Perry unless you're down to get beaten. Okay, but so I'm just a lady on the street walking through Monterey. I don't know <laughs> anybody's secrets. It's Perry. It's Perry. Yeah. It's Perry, but then you're yeah, really then sorry you for that choice. Asphyxiate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I mean, but yes, so that is how. I'm walking down the street and I'm seeing Nathan. So that's like how the plot of Big Little Lies happened, because that was Jane. Yeah. Yes. Lady you just changed yourself. You just changed yourself real good, Teresa. We saw that comes out. But I agree. If I know everybody is baggage, it's Nathan. Nathan is, a, at heart, a decent guy. I think Nathan's hotter than Perry, saying it. I mean, yes, in a, like, I'm not going to be intimidated by your beauty yeah. kind of way. Like, if Nathan's you're... Much more but, like, thoughtful. maybe, like, Gordon, mm-hmm. like, I saw that, uh, I saw Jeffrey Nordling's, like, headshots yeah. from, like, when yeah, he Jeffrey wasn't, Nordling, like, the actor can get it. Right? right. right. So, like, if I have to abide by the characters yeah, in the show, so I'm just saying, so I'm saying, like, Gordon, because we think of Gordon with his, like, scruffy beard and, like, looking kind of, like... Yeah, 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 and, like, sitting there playing with trains. But, like, let's say he, like, went out on a date with you and it kind of, like, cleaned up a little, like, and he, you know, you saw him like at, at, at his peak at like okay, Gordon's like, peak. I feel like he'd like, still wear like a leather wrist oh, cuff or something. No, that's what Nathan wears. Nathan yeah. Does he? No, Gordon would have like he has like a Rolex. They yeah. took it away from him. Yeah. <laughs> you have like a model train spoke like cufflink or something. Yeah, and I'd be I'd be fine with that. Like uh-huh. I, I you know I, I I'd be okay with that. But we're all in agreement, not Ed. 
So no he no. wants to bang no. Ed. No. Ed's wife doesn't want to bang, no. bang Ed. No, no Ed. And Somewhere Leslie Nope is waiting for him. Yes, and, with her household. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that little horse. Little Sebastian? Yeah. He has a name, goddamn. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Little Sebastian. So, uh, of all the intrusive songs on this show, which one was the best song? It's my house, and I live here. That's it. That's yeah. It was the only musical moment that really stayed with me, and I was singing that song from in my Fusion house mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. weeks after that. I'm still doing it. Every time I get home, I'm like, it's my house. Yeah. Like, I, just, I love that moment. Every time I open the fridge yeah. and pour a glass yeah. of boxed wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my house. And pick up my cat. <laughs> Do we have to stick with season two? No, it can be like all yeah. around. Really? No. I'm, okay. Well, 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 that changes things. No, because for me, it's definitely um, Martha Wainwright and Bloody Motherfucking yeah. Asshole. One, because it makes multiple appearances. Two, mm-hmm. because it's the only song that I actually yeah. listen to on a regular basis. And um, three, like it's just it's it, it 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 speaks to the angry teenager in yeah. me who was like and a female wearing range. army green pants yep. and going to like Ani DeFranco concerts. Yeah. yeah. God, you're so cool. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, that's debatable, but. No, that's not debatable. Um, it's cool as anything. Gen mm. Z about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, Gen I Z, live my life now. No. Like, what does Gen Z think is cool? Gen Z has like is angry at Ani DeFranco for like not being woke enough, and you're like, wait, what? Ani like, DeFranco shaved her armpits once. I know. <laughs> she started. There, okay, we're just gonna take a side t- detour into the time. Ani DeFranco tried to host some like writing seminar at a plantation. No. And people lost their goddamn minds. They were like, "Bitch, we are not going to a plantation for you." Yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't feel... hate you, Teresa. <laughs> it's not my fault. Her music went off the rails years ago. I haven't listened to anything since. I'm still listening to the records from 1997. Rebecca was seven. Yeah, I was actually six. Okay. Awesome. Um, I actually just googled like some of the songs because Mm -hmm. I was trying to not just say the theme song. Yeah, Yeah. and and Uh, trying to like go back and remember. The couple of different throwbacks to like Harvest Moon are good too, like because it is used several times in different iterations. I think the first use of Leon Bridges' River with Mm -hmm. Chloe playing over the conflict was a beautiful moment. I think, you know, I've said this numerous times, but Agnes Oval has been my discovery of the show, and that September song over that closing montage of season one was mm-hmm. perfect. I really thought we were sticking with season two, so mm-hmm. now I'm, like, thinking, because I, I also, think season one had a much stronger, much better music. soundtrack, for yeah. sure. The Willie Nelson song, too, from the end, yes. I yes. really love, and I'm a big Willie fan, but had not heard that song yeah. before, and so, like, I have to, re- I'm making a mental note right now to, like, download it when yeah. I get home. Good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that September song. I was trying to, that September September song. I do. I think. Not that Willie needs my money, but I like to. I download music from artists who I feel like are not rich yet. And I had, I wanted to like make sure. And Mm -hmm. Leon Bridges River. Willie Nelson is rich. Leon Bridges River is the one. Like if I ever hear that song again, Mm -hmm. all I will think of is this show. Yeah. So I I feel. I've seen him live twice and both times I walked away. I'm like, am I pregnant? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think um, to me, those would be, those would be the ones. All right. Because well, I think they just like defined the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you, you think would, of the show, you when you think, think of, of them, you, when you think of the show, or now when you hear those songs, you'll think of this show. 
So we're going to do one for the kids here. Which of the children on the show is most likely to succeed? Chloe. Chloe. I mean, she's already got a job, right? Like, yeah. She, she curates Spotify playlists. Yeah. So you yeah. are listening to right now was curated by Chloe. Yeah. Um, and on that note, which child actor do you think is going to have the most longevity? Can we take young Sheldon out? But yeah, it's not fair. He's, he's already doing like, a show so now. I don't think he's going to burn out like mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin. So. Yeah, I think he could be a little bit of a burnout. Like, I think, you know, the... Do we think he has a drug problem yet? No, I think maybe Adderall. Yeah, like yeah. A <laughs> Drew Barrymore level child star yet? No. Um, I think the actress who plays Abigail. I mean, she she's did, having, she's a, having moment. a moment. So, so what's that show she's on on Netflix? I don't, but I've yeah, heard it's actually interesting. Yeah, oh, interesting. okay. Well, I haven't watched she's it yet. Detective Pikachu. Yeah, she's um, been in a lot. Of so things. she's like getting. So I think like. podcast that's just called summer of whatever and we'll have like the summer of the shark it's summer of 69 yeah. summer of pokemon yeah the summer of pokemon so many podcasts, so many podcasts. you've been asking we're delivering yeah. <laughs> um all right well so that's the end of our questions um we really appreciate appreciate that you actually listen to this thing that we do yeah. while drunk in a living room Thanks, we hope you tell your friends about it because it's not going anywhere and they miss Big Little Lies just as much as you do or if they're just starting to watch Big Little Lies because yeah. you won't stop telling them about it. Yeah. Tell them about this podcast. And if you're listening to us, review and rate us on iTunes because that's like the biggest way we get bumped up the charts and other people find us. Um, and if you have any other questions, yes. we will take those. Yeah, I mean, we'll do these till we die. So I think we're going to put up on socials the mm-hmm. rankings that we, all the questions we just did, so you guys can chime in and let us know, like, what mm-hmm. you think the best and, and vote and for your that. own superlatives. So, yes. yeah, yeah. So then we may able to do a follow-up of that. But we've yeah. got another episode coming your way, too, which we are going to record right after this one. <laughs> yep, we'll be a little bit drunker. Don't unsubscribe yet. <laughs> you know it always gets better. Ooh.